Welcome to Caveman Corner with your host, Jeff, Captain Caveman Dance. Thanks, Ray. That's pretty good. I like how you're uh, bringing in all this royalty-free music so we can actually play it. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to get some real music soon. Our own music. Yeah. Lord willing... We'll be working on a song for us. Yeah, we're going to have our own intro music soon. Hell yeah. <clears throat> Sounds good. I heard you uh, took a private with Solomon Renfro. How did that go? Oh, man, great, man. I was out of breath just doing warm-ups, shadow boxing. <laughs> I'm like, what the hell am I doing to myself? <laughs> I don't know. We talked about it for about five, ten minutes downstairs before we went on the air, and uh, you said like how good of a private it was. You want to talk about it a little bit? Yeah, Solomon, man, he's good, man. Um, doing a private with him, he's gonna go on details on, uh, you know, your mechanics, your punching mechanic, your kicking mechanics, and um, make sure you're doing things right. And uh, he's, you know, it's gonna be a good workout. You gonna be sweating, and um, you gonna get in shape. I like how you said, uh, you know, it's not like a regular workout where those guys are like they let you hit the pads and they're like, oh, you're doing all right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's not a, like other guys. You hit the pads and they gonna be like, oh, you're doing good, you're doing good, but your mechanic is shit. And um, you know, with Saul, man, he's uh, I told him, I said, you go when you're done fighting, you gonna be a great coach. Yeah, you can't do better for your money. Get some privates with Solomon Renfro. Check him out. Uh, you can find him on Facebook, Instagram, any social media. Just look up the Black Dragon. Yep, he will hook you up. Hell yeah. Let him know the caveman sent you. Yeah. <laughs> and if you want, you could go to caveman too. He's a good guy too. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not as good as Solomon. I'm way meaner. <laughs> Solomon's nice to everybody. Yeah. He's, he's, a, good he's, a, good, he's a good guy, yeah. for sure. All right. You got a great guest today. Who do we have? Well, a lot of people hate this guy, especially like the Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu guys. But uh, yeah. it's a world champion in uh, catch wrestling, current on Jacobs. Man, I can't wait to hear from him. I got a lot of questions to ask him, actually. So this would be a great interview. Great find. Good job getting him. Way better than Ken Shamrock, who stiffed us. Made me take two days off of work. Screw you, Ken Shamrock. <laughs> Your bare knuckle boxing sucks. <laughs> you heard he's calling out uh, Jorge... Uh, Masvidal? Masvidal, yeah. Yeah, that dude would smash him. <laughs> he would have smashed him when Ken Shamrock was good. Before he was old and washed up. <laughs> All right. Let's get Curran Jacobs on. All right. You paused it? No. Damn. You always <laughs> do that to me. <laughs> Hello. Hey, what's up, Curran? Jacobs, how you doing? Good. Good. You're on Caveman's Corner. Thanks for coming on. We appreciate having you. Hey, my man. Thank you for having me. No problem, man. Congratulations on your big win. Thank you so much, man. It was a good one. How's it feel to be uh, undefeated amateurs and pros? <laughs> Feels good, man. Just got to make sure we keep the ball rolling. Hell yeah. You got another fight lined up anytime soon? Uh, it's in discussion right now, but nothing lined up as of yet. All right. Can you get into a little bit? You're a catch wrestling world champion. Can you explain the difference between catch wrestling and, you know, for our fans are mostly jujitsu guys. So can you uh, explain the difference? Yeah. The difference between catch wrestling and jujitsu is, uh, it's really simple. And it's just goes back to the wrestling. Uh, catch as catch can was the the most popular sport at the turn of the century. 
Um, and that's where, you know, my idol, Frank Gotch, he was the reigning world champion. Uh, and this was before World War One. After World War One, it all changed. It uh, it became about entertaining the people, and that's when it turned into what we know today as professional wrestling, in the ring with the ropes and the chairs, and you know it's a spectacle, it's a show. And then a small group of individuals went on to form what we know as collegiate folk style wrestling with the AAU. And it's because of those people that we have high school wrestling and collegiate wrestling nowadays. But um, there's a lot of drilling. There's, it's, it's basically wrestling. Uh, you don't see anyone on their butts. You don't see anyone, <laughs> you don't see anyone pulling guard. Um, it's a very aggressive, uh, dominant style of submission grappling. Um, and from my experience, you know, BJJ is way more relaxed. It's... it's uh, you know, they're very good off their backs. They're very good with their sweeps, with um, highly skilled with leverage. But, uh, you know, I believe it's you, you get all the best uh, and more with catch as catch can. So can that you, is my, can you, my word. I'm sorry. Can you pin and catch as catch can? You can. Yep. There's a, there's a pin. Uh, you win by pin or submission. And I think that that's why, you know, like everyone's like, oh, you know, go check out ADCC and. You know that's that's sweet and all, but I think it's it's way more interesting when the guy is unable to lay on his back and and uh, you know play footsies. Then <laughs> you, know, you really have that that threat of being pinned, and it makes the match way more dynamic di- dynamic and exciting. Man, I'm telling you, really makes you be able to establish control too. I mean, you wrestle for Michigan, so you obviously know that wrestling is a big part of MMA and jujitsu, but. Um, what is a pin actually like in catch as catch can? Is it like uh like freestyle or folk style wrestling where your shoulders just touching your pin, or do you need to hold them down like judo? Yep, you need to hold them down with both their uh with their back firmly planted on the mat. If one shoulder is up, it doesn't count. Both shoulders need to be firmly planted, just like in college. And uh, it's a three second pin. And I know in England, it's a one second pin. So there's there are variations on how how many seconds the pin is, but uh. Uh, from my knowledge, it never goes past a three count. Man, that's awesome. I like that. That's very, uh, very much back to your basics. How was it wrestling for Michigan? It was actually uh, uh, Michigan State. I, I had a, a visit opportunity to U of M and never came through for some reason. And I went to I visited Michigan State's campus. Fell in love with it. The team was was great. Um, it was good, man. During that time, it was. I look back and I'm like, how did my younger version of myself survive those five years? Uh, it was really nuts with with class schedule and then competition and training schedule. On top of that, I, I swear I don't remember how I had had time to do my homework or any of that. Were you uh, were you already doing submissions then? Was it hard for you? Man, uh, so a lot of people don't know this. Uh, a lot of people don't know this. I've been I've been working my submission since I've been 18, um, because that was one of the original reasons why I went to Michigan State. Uh, you know, Rashad Evans was fresh off of his um, tough two championship. Um, he was kind of helping the Michigan State wrestling team out at that time, um, so he was a huge idol and inspiration. And I was like, you know what, I'm going to go, I'm going to wrestle where he wrestled and where he, uh, you know, went through his grind. 
and um, you know I want to kind of follow in his footsteps. But then I caught the theater bug in college, and I was like, "Oh man, Hollywood might be calling my name." <laughs> you got the looks. So it was tough, man. It was tough, but for some reason, I never stopped training. In uh, you know, with uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, MMA, I trained all through all those years, and um, you know, now I feel like I'm in my prime. I'm a late bloomer. Uh, you know. As far as like mental strength is concerned, um, went through a lot of failures, and then throughout those failures and all those experiences, I uh, found a, a, an ingredient that seems to be working very well for me. Now you got a lot of hate. I see it on Facebook with the Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu guys. <laughs> you want to talk about that? <laughs> well, the only hate that I've been receiving is from Gordon Ryan himself <laughs> and his fans. You know. Um, it's kind of tough arguing with somebody who's got over a hundred thousand followers on social media. I mean, they could they could post something absolutely absurd, and they'd have you know fifty thousand fans being <laughs> yeah, I agree. <laughs> so, it's been interesting, kind of sifting through his fans attacking me, um, but it all comes down to the one thing, man. I'm like just con. Have your manager contact my manager back so we can get the match going. He's never gonna do it. He's never going to do it. He'll take on Bo Nickel. <laughs> you know, because he knows that Bo, I mean, I've been doing submissions, uh, you know, when, when Bo was in middle school, I think. So, I mean, he's he, sixth grade or something. I was a little younger than I am. But, uh, you know, I've been, I've been doing these submissions a long time and have found the recipe, um, you know, to not make the mistakes that most wrestlers make. But going back to your question, uh, you know, I just, I, I get a lot of hate every day and, um, you know, it's just telling me, that's just letting me know that I'm doing something right. I'm doing things that a lot of people, uh, you know, wish that they were doing or wanting to just wish me absolute chaos and destruction and, zero <laughs> uh, you know, they're all out there. I've got a lot of supporters and a, and a lot of haters and it's an interesting thing, um, you know, you just can't can't let that bother you. Do you think it has something to do with your style? I've been training uh, in martial arts for since 1995, really. I've gone through when we did Catch's Can Wrestling, then we got into real jiu-jitsu. I'm a black belt in jiu-jitsu now, and I train MMA. But for a really long time, um, there's always been, like, a back and forth. And then all the catch wrestlers are always, like, relegated into a corner, and no one really likes them. But they're always these mean, super tough people. Do you think it has something to do with the style as opposed to like your personality? Like people just don't like to deal with it because it's uncomfortable and mean and it hurts. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you know, believe it or not. Uh, yeah, I, I, I talked a little bit some months back and, and, and created an unnecessary kind of kind of rivalry uh, between Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and catch wrestling. But really my only aim was Gordon Ryan. Um, you know, he's, he's a loud mouth. He, it's obvious. He's very, very accomplished and talented, but, uh, can't stand that dude's character. So that is where that whole launch from me personally came, but I got to tell you, I'm not going to name their names. I got a lot of catch wrestling friends who are straight up assholes about it. They're like, BJJ sucks. <laughs> you know? And I'm like, bro, that's not true that, you know, that, that, that is not true. Um, I actually have, uh, the utmost respect for Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Um, 
It's just, you know, my style is catch wrestling. I am a wrestler. I am not comfortable on my back. I don't like being there. Uh, I like being in dominant positioning. And I think that is something that, um, you know, a lot of high-level BJJ guys out there who really study catch wrestling and understand it see the threats that come from it because it's not uh you know it's not a style that they're used to especially when you have a high level wrestler who knows how to utilize catch wrestling knows how to stay in good position knows how to avoid the slick submissions that you know dan and her death squad and all these <laughs> high level DJ guys are pulling off if you understand the fundamentals and understand how to just defend against them and impose your own uh, devastating submission uh, attacks. Yeah, it's it's posing a problem for anybody. If you and Gordon Ryan actually ever do end up uh, competing in a match, how do you think it would go? Biggest thing for me is uh, I, I would just have to control my emotions. I sincerely like do not like him. Um, <laughs> and, and when I when I compete, I'm very good at emptying just completely emptying myself of any type of emotion. And for him, that would be key. You know, I would be making a mistake if I wanted to go in there and, and uh, you know, do something stupid just for the sake of embarrassing him. Um, I, I would just have to, if I stuck with my game and went in there uh, relaxed the way I usually do, I would wear that dude right out. I've seen some of your matches. Are almost all your matches in the ring? Most of the stuff I found on YouTube was all in rings. Is that where you yeah. generally compete in, like boxing rings? Um, no, believe it or not, um, that was the first time that I had wrestled in a submission-style match in a ring um, was in New Jersey. All my previous catch wrestling matches took place on mats, wrestling mats, normal wrestling mats. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So, but that, yeah, that definitely was different. Uh, they could cut me off. Um it was a little tougher. It was tougher. I, I, I would prefer just regular mats, those ropes. <laughs> uh, you know, being in there with those big bears, I mean, they <laughs> yeah. into you, get, you, get you up against those ropes. It, uh, I was launched a few times. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. Do you think you'd be able to deal with Gordon's uh, submission and sweep games? Yeah, man. I, I, I you know, I had the, also had the honor of working with um, Neil Melanson. Um, a few months back and he he really kind of taught me he was like you don't need to learn anything he was like you already wrestler. <laughs> you just need to like wrestle like utilize your mat wrestling he started like opening up my brains to think of like oh man you're right this this works if i just stick with what i do and don't worry about what he does uh yeah i would smash him on the ground he is very good very good and I would have to be very aware of positioning, not getting swept into bad positions, and not letting him lift and float underneath me. I would maintain dominant positioning, and that's what I've been doing for years. You know, catch wrestling, that's what it's all about. So, yeah, I think that uh, I think I'd frustrate the hell out of Gordon because I wouldn't play into his game. I'd make him deal with mine. I like how he's been really, he's really implemented his takedown game too. I, I'd be pretty interested in seeing you guys two match up actually. Yeah, it'd be fun. It'd be fun. And, you know, I, I private messaged him, you know, <laughs> even in, in the midst of all his trash talk and he won't check his messages. Uh, you know, 
he sent me a screenshot of a conversation between him and Chael Sonnen. Um, <laughs> and uh, the dummy posted it online, had Chael's number exposed. They texted Chael. It's like, you might want to control your boy here. He's throwing your number out to fanboys. Literally, literally two, two minutes later, Gordon takes it down. So, you know, it's just ridiculous, man. He either, wanna, he either wants to compete against me or he doesn't, but realistically i know i know that i don't have his following um i've never competed in the adcc uh you know i'm realistic about you know not being the best option for him in his career right now i could only do damage there's nothing good that could come from him other than having the bragging rights to say that uh his style is the best and that catch wrestling sucks and that's something i'm more than happy and willing to wager are, do you think you ever are going to do AECC? I seen last year, like 2018, they were talking about you entering ADCC. Yeah, yeah. I uh, since then, after I won the the tournament and the title in New Jersey, I was like, man, I really want to direct this to MMA. Um, and I know Gordon Ryan was was talking about MMA. It was really hot on his tongue for a while there, and that's kind of fizzled out. Uh, you know, my guess is he, he has discovered he doesn't like getting hit, <laughs> you know, or, uh, you know, you can't fight off on your, on your butt the entire time in, in MMA. Uh, but yeah, you know, he's, he's putting in work. His brother's putting in work. They've definitely been working their wrestling, um, cause they understand how important that is. But, uh, you know, as far as ADCC, man, it's hard. It's hard for me. Like everyone treats adc like it's king and it's the best but nobody mentions why don't they do why don't they drug test why isn't that fair why is that the only organization that will literally support uh steroid abusers because they want super jack guys in there yeah it makes no sense well, everyone like, looks good there that's why i mean yeah yeah everyone <laughs> looks obviously juiced out of their mind <laughs> and i'm like what is this a juice fest i'm confused here you know, um, and I know little kids who look up to those guys, and they're like, uh, I actually heard um, uh, a family arguing over, this was just last week, I heard them arguing over whether or not they, they'd let their kids take steroids uh, in high school. Oh, wow. And I couldn't believe my ears. And then uh, ADCC was brought up. It was like, oh, you know, I mean, look at those guys. Look at Gordon Ryan. He's absolutely stacked, jacked now. Nobody can budge him. He's an animal. Stick the needle in your ass. You know, I'm like, no, no, keep it clean. Keep it clean. And then you got John Danaher, you know, trying to hope that everyone's ignorant and stupid saying Golden Ryan has changed his, his diet and he's done all these things, you know, and I'm like, no, no, he hasn't. He's cheated. He's cheated his, his physique. It's obvious. And people who... You know, don't want to believe that or obviously in denial. Well, I give Gordon Ryan credit for this. He's always competing. He's doing the tournaments all over the world. He's really exposing himself to uh, taking a loss. So I'm maybe you guys can actually get together if you can get in the same tournament somewhere. I'm trying, brother. I'm trying. He's 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 got my he's got all the information he needs. Um, you know, and as much as much uh, as I'm a pain in, in his ass. Uh, you know, because I am relentless, and I told him that a year ago. I was like, "You, you, you talk to the wrong dude. You obviously have no idea that, uh, you know, when I set my sights on someone, that's it. I'm very patient." So he, uh, 
you know, we, we had some back and forth. But like I said, what he's accomplished, yeah, no one, no one can take away. Um, and since they're all doing roids in the ADCC, you really can't <laughs> use that. You know, you really can't use that. So, yeah, he is the best at what he does. Um, I'm the best at what I do. And, yeah, it would make for one hell of a match. I think so, too. And I, I think that sooner or later this is going to happen. I think you just need to uh, put the needle in your butt and get into some of these tournaments with these giant guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You know what? Uh, I go back to what uh, Dan Gable said about the Russians back in the 70s. Um, Dan Gable, of course, you guys you guys heard of that legend? Oh, yeah, of course. I were wrestling, baby. All day. Absolutely. Okay, cool. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, you know, Gable said about the uh, the Russians taking steroids, you know, they obviously have a mental weakness to where they need to make up for it by sticking those things in their skin and their blood and making them jacked. Uh, I will find that weakness, and I'll expose it in their mind because, you know, once the mind goes, that's it. And that's what I would work. I would really work gordon's mental toughness and see just how far he's willing to go um take him to uh, severe deep waters that's what and that would that's exactly what would happen you know it'd be a mental testament he'd be tough as nails uh, it'd be fun it'd be fun it'd be entertaining man we'd be all over the map <laughs> telling you but yeah you're right um someone else i mean i've had a lot of people reach out to me about atcc but right now you know i'm just eyeing mma I'm seeing what guys like Khabib Nurmagomedov are doing. And I'm like, man, I, I can do that. I can do that. So instead of just, you know, sitting over here being like, oh, I think I can, I'm like, damn, I'm gonna do it. <laughs> well, to be honest, there's, there's, give it a try. There's gonna be way more money for you in MMA than there ever would be in, in submission grappling. Even if you're on, you know, you got to be on the highest levels and make a, at least a little bit of money. MMA, you can, you know, use your name, and make some cash for yourself. I do think if you do go to ADCC and you make a name for yourself, he's going to be forced to fight you, though. If you go over there and win ADCC, I mean, he's going to have to, to compete against you. Yeah, definitely. That would uh, leave him no excuses, um, you know. But uh, right now, the eye on the prize is to rise in, in, in MMA. Um, but I'm never, yeah, I'm not ruling ADCC out in the near future. I'm not ruling out at all. Awesome. Let's swing over to MMA. Have you ever trained Randy Couture, and what do you think about his uh, his catch wrestling? Okay. Uh, I have never actually got on the mat with Randy in all the years I've known him. Uh, I've worked out with him, but he has never gave me that the natural grind. Um, <laughs> but that dude, like just, just knowing him and, and having conversations with him and working out with him and seeing the, the place, he goes in this place mentally. Um, and I first experienced it back in 2014 and it was, it was really bizarre. Like he goes into this, you see his face change and he goes into this place and he just does not stop <laughs> the horse. And I'm like, Oh my God. I was like, that's what's so unnatural about this guy. This <laughs> is mind. Um, you know, he can just go to a place and you get a, and when he's there, you got to kill the guy or knock him out cold in order to beat him. So that was something that I have taken from him. Uh, as a catch wrestler, yeah, he's very knowledgeable. You know, he's, he's, he's a very dangerous, dangerous human being. Uh, but the nicest guy ever confuses the shit out of him. <laughs> uh, he's so nice, man. He's so kind. And 
like the last person ever that would start anything. Uh, insanely humble. Yeah, man, he's taught me a lot. I've been fortunate, very fortunate to have known him. He's one of the first guys that really pushed, uh, uh, pushed catches, catch can wrestling. And uh, I had a lot of respect for him. And he's obviously a really great wrestler, you know, UFC champion. And I don't know, he's kind of like the flag bearer for your style, you know? Yeah, absolutely, man. And he's, he's one of the uh, biggest inspirations. If it wasn't for him, like literally, I would have never discovered catch wrestling. You know, I'm serious. He invited me to that, that dinner that one night that changed it all. Uh, I met with him and, and Mike Chapman, who's a longtime friend of mine now, who's just a ref, wrestling enthusiast. His book uh, is phenomenal, by the way. If you guys can pick up his book, pick up Mike Chapman's Wrestling Tough book. That's a phenomenal book. Yes, he's just so passionate. <laughs> so passionate, man. And yeah, it's, it is a phenomenal book. But, uh, yeah, if it wasn't for Randy and, 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 and Mike Chapman telling me the legends of Frank Gotch and, you know, Farmer Burns, I would have never taken it up and trained so hard. Did you hear about his heart attack? Yeah, unfortunately, I looked down at my phone and TMZ, like a TMZ story popped up. And in bold letters, it said Randy Couture heart attack. Did you, and, hear, uh, did you hear the story behind it? Yes, I did. How he tried to roll it out? <laughs> yeah, can you believe that? Yeah, Glazer said he was in the gym and he gets out a, 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 yeah, a roll and tries to roll it out. He's like, oh man, I'm just gonna roll it, and then he walks to the hospital. Yeah, let me. I don't know how many people have have heart attacks, and then they're like, oh, I'm just gonna walk over to the hospital here. Let me address the story for my fans real quick that haven't listened to it that are listening. So basically, Randy Couture starts to have a heart attack in the middle of his workout. He stops for a minute. He tries to roll it out. He can't get the chest pain to stop, so he just goes and finishes his workout. After the workout, he's feeling like really dizzy. He can't like do anything. And so he ends up walking to the hospital and he just walks in and checks himself into the hospital and he had a, a pretty significant heart attack. Wow. If you want to hear the full story, check out Chell Sonnen's uh, uh, podcast about it. Uh, check out Bad Guy Inc. And uh, you can listen to it there. It's a really good description of it, but it was such an amazing story. Yeah, phenomenal. We're just glad he's good, man. He's good now. He's back to doing his thing. Um, so <laughs> we're, we're thankful because that scared us. All right, now we got to get into the next MMA guy who's not as friendly with you. What do you think about... Go ahead, Ray. You wanted to ask the question. Oh, Josh Barnett? Yeah, Josh Barnett. So check this out, man. <laughs> Josh Barnett. Josh Barnett and I, like, literally squashed the uh, the beef. Damn, I we saw the picture of you guys smiling together with the belt. What was that? What happened? Can you explain to the fans what happened? And then explain yeah, to me how you squashed man. it. Listen, man, I... <laughs> I, uh, I'm an actor. I've got a master's in acting. <clears throat> so I watch and I learn closely who rose in MMA and why. And <clears> two <throat> people that I really look up to, looked up to, uh, Chael Sonnen, Conor McGregor, those guys, I was like, okay, like this beef between Josh and I, it was real. It was real. And I went to YouTube, made a call-out video, and uh, kind of blew up. And, like, over a few years, it was just nasty back and forth between Josh and I. Um, and I talked some major crap. <laughs> and, um, I did. I really did. And I flew out there, it was like eight, eight or nine months ago, to train with him and his team. And um, 
Well, after the tournament, after I won the championship, I went back and I was like, hey, listen, man, I held up my hand. He shook my hand. I said, nothing but respect from here on out. Um, I'd really love to, like, you know, work with you. Uh, you know, you can mentor me. Wh whatever it takes to take catch wrestling to the next level. And he was like, that's all I've ever wanted, man. And we took that photo. Well, eight, nine months ago, uh, I fly out there had a fantastic training session with him. He welcomed me and showed me nothing but respect, showed me a real, a lot of cool shit, um, that I'm now, you know, implementing into my stand up. Um, we wrestled and at the end of the, at the, at the end of the week, cause it was a week of training. He was like, man, you welcome back anytime. And, uh, so, you know, hopefully I can get him cornering me in one of my fights. Um, that'd be fantastic. But, uh, yeah, that's, that beef was was hot and heated for three, four years, I think. Yeah, it was bad, man. It was bad. I remember reading about it. This is how I heard about you the first time. is just from that Josh Barnett thing. And I didn't realize that you squashed the beef. When I went through Facebook, I was like doing a little pre-show. I definitely saw you guys like smiling together. I figured maybe you guys squashed her. And then I was like, ah, maybe it was just a big show in the first place. <laughs> <laughs> See, and a lot of people are thinking that, and that is just hilarious. They're like, "Oh, are you two professional wrestlers working <laughs> on your own little uh, spectacle there?" No, absolutely not. It wasn't, um, you know. And there, there are a few friends of his that I'm still not uh, not on good terms with, and we just accept that. Um, you know, there are some promoters in catch wrestling that I have nothing to do with. There's just a lot of politics involved that, you know, I want no part of. I just want to, to teach catch wrestling, prove how effective catch wrestling is, and that's it. I'm done with the bickering and the online back and forth. Like I said, the only one recently who I've given a hard time is Gordon. <laughs> uh, and, and, and that's it. That's it. Because that's, that's personal. You know, from here on out, I'm going to kind of – and then I tried the YouTube reality star thing, like, like tried doing like episodes, um, like funny episodes and stuff. But people were like calling me up and being like, yo, dude, like, <laughs> what's this character you're putting on? It's funny, <laughs> but what is it? And I'm like, oh, man, yeah, I'm going to leave. The world has enough Logan Pauls out there. So, <laughs> so I was like, I'm going to hang that up. And, uh, yeah, man. So just just from here on out, I'm just gonna be um, regular old me. I'm not gonna try to bring my masters into it unless I get an audition. <laughs> well, to be fair, Josh Barnett is a pro wrestler, so at times, like it's, it's hard to tell when he's serious and when he's fake. He does a very good job with that. And then <laughs> he as... does, man. He does. But I'll tell you, he's an animal. Training with that guy, he's that's oh. another dude. Like if you were to hand him. If you were literally just put him back in time during the Viking era and hand, the dude, and hand that dude an axe, I, th I think that he would be feel right at home. He'd like, thank you. He'd be like, thank you. And now we raid. He's now a we raid. Giant. Like, he, he, he's a Viking dude. I swear to God, man. That dude is just a savage. He's a savage. And if you want to be a good YouTube star, all you got to do is get a co-host and kick him in the dick all the time. Oh, that works pretty good. <laughs> You know, I thought YouTube star, I thought that was a good idea at the time, not too long ago. And I was like, you know what? Ah, it's just not me. I, I like, I'm a nerd. I, I'm, I, I'm a Shakespearean nerd. 
So it just wasn't, it wasn't satisfying. And it was just, it felt, it felt fake. It was just, it was, it was gross. So, but you know, you don't know until you try. (laughs) (laughs) Getting back into your MMA career, your standup looked not too bad in your profile. You had some very heavy power shots. What do you, what do you do for your standup since you're basically known as a grappler? Yeah, so for my stand-up, I'm super lucky because I've got Rashad Evans' godson for a teammate, Devin Smith. When that dude is relaxed and when he is, you know, at the peak of his mental game, he is he is a destroyer, um, just a, a phenom on his feet. I've got Daquan Townsend who's preparing for his uh, UFC fight sometime in 2020, um, his second UFC fight. He's just a beast. I train with knockout artists. Like these dudes have flocked to Murcielago. They are knockout artists, and their kryptonite is wrestling, like top-level D1 aggressive wrestlers. So I'm like, hey, uh, uh, teach me some of your stuff, and I'll teach you some of mine. How's that sound? <laughs> and it's been a great balance, man, because, you know, I've been sent to the hospital a few times. They, they make me pay for my mistakes. <laughs> um, and uh, it's, you know, it's been, you either learn real quick or keep getting sent to the ER. So uh, <laughs> I'm going to listen. So, yeah, man, they, they're keeping me, they're keeping me in shape when it comes to that. Like they throw shots from everywhere. You're never safe. Um I used to be super anxiety ridden just sparring with those bastards, but now they are, you know, we're, we're going at it and I'm, I can just feel the growth. So that is where I have been dedicating most of my time, you know, but my, my, my goal is I'm coming in, I will throw some heavy shots, but like everyone knows what Khabib's going to do, everyone's <laughs> going to know what I'm going to do. We're going to the ground and, uh, I'm going to give you a hard time down there. <laughs> Who's the best wrestler in MMA, well, in the UFC, in your opinion, right now? Oh, man. Okay. You cannot argue Khabib. You cannot argue his, when he gets you down, um, the way he is able to to keep you down and frustrate you and constantly... Uh, just keeping that pressure on you. Um, I would have to say Colby Covington, you know, as crazy as that dude is and <laughs> that, that whole thing he's got going on. Holy crap. His whole you know, image he's putting out there. Uh, <laughs> you know, he's phenomenal too. Oh, it's really tough, man. I could go down the line, you know, even Usman, what Usman did against Woodley. I was going to say Usman, man, after that Woodley fight, that is a fight. Yeah. Can't wait to see Woodley and uh, Covington. Holy God. I know. I know. I can't wait because we're going to literally see who is the more dominant wrestler. Not to get off topic, but yeah, those are two just dominant wrestlers. We're going head to head. Um, But I just think, uh, you know, just on a technical MMA level wrestling style, uh, Khabib is just a monster. Mm. Do you think he's the best that's ever been in the cage? Ooh. <laughs> oh man, that's the hard tough. questions. <laughs> that's tough because you know you put oh, GSP in his prime in a cage with 
with Khabib. We might still see that. That is still possible. They're talking about that fight, too. That's a fight I want to see. Khabib and GSP at 55. I agree. I, I get, like, I just kind of went off into my own little daydream <laughs> there. I literally was, like, floated away from the phone there for a second. Um, yeah, man. I, Khabib. GSP would be, if he beat GSP, I would, I, I don't know. I, yeah, he'd be solidified as the greatest of all time, but is GSP in his prime? He's definitely not, and 55 is going to be a, a fucking cut for him. Oh, my God, he's yeah, so big. Yeah, that'd be awful, man. That'd be awful. <laughs> Change the game if you put it at 170, but I think even that'd be a cut for... Yeah, 65. They can make the make the weight class start with them, too. 165. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Absolutely. <laughs> Perfect weight. Absolutely. Speaking of weight, you're a wrestler. What do you think about weight cutting in MMA? So I don't cut a lot of weight to make 185. I think people that, you know, cut a ton of weight to get a weight advantage over their opponents, uh, I think that's a mindset. I really do. Um, now, if you had asked me this before, I took on three monsters in one night, I'd have a different, <laughs> entirely different opinion on it, you know. But after, after that, it opened. I was like, wow. Wow, if I can last in there for that long with those heavy dudes, then I don't care if somebody has 20 pounds on me when we fight. Um, you know, it's a mindset, and that's it. It's that's it. So you break down, the body's gonna follow. It doesn't matter if the 20 pounds heavier than you and you're 30. But you know, it's a lot of people for that extra boost of confidence that they need to win. They need to know that they're a little heavier than their guy that they're going to fight. So they kill themselves leading up to the to weigh-ins, and I'm like, you can do that. Hey, that's your freedom. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to pass on that. But uh, yeah, weight cut, weight cutting sucks. It takes a lot of discipline. Most people have no idea how hard it is, and to be around people who are eating whatever they want and smelling cupcakes coming out of the oven every so often is uh is torture yeah that's raise eats whatever he wants i'm the disciplined guy here yeah i'm the fat guy now (laughs) (laughs) eating pizza (laughs) what do you think about like california and some of these other states that are implementing rules where you can't weigh um you have to come in within like 10 or 15 percent of your body weight the week of the fight and you can't weigh too much after the fight or they disqualify you from that weight class for the next fight well, uh, you know, I know there are a lot of opinions about it. I, I think that they're <laughs> they're trying everything that they can uh, to find a solution for people who just like to complain. Um, <laughs> you know, but uh, yeah, some people are very. I had a teammate that literally almost accidentally killed himself because he was cutting so recklessly. Um. And, and and so, I mean, these guys, especially when they didn't grow up wrestlers, especially when they didn't grow up as wrestlers, they think that they've got to starve themselves and they gotta, they've got to do all this other crazy stuff with saunas. And, and I can see where it can be dangerous. So, you know, these people trying to make these rules are also trying to look out for the athletes. But... I don't know what the answer is, man. I just say, hey, cut down to where you feel good, where you feel healthy. Don't try to kill yourself cutting 
40 pounds. It's ridiculous, but that's my opinion. Yeah, and that's what wrestlers got the advantage right there with the weight cutting. That's a big advantage. Yeah. Yeah, man. I, They've been I, doing I, this since I was like eight years old. <laughs> yeah, I cut uh, 14 pounds in, in, in a week, and I felt absolutely fantastic <laughs> during weigh-ins. Um, I cut 23 it, in a night, and I felt like shit. <laughs> I cut, my, for my in first fight, night? I cut 17. Yeah. In like 12 oh, hours. Oh, brother. No. <laughs> oh. My first fight, I cut 17 pounds. No one cares about your 17. <laughs> listen, listen, I felt like shit. 17 pounds in one night, you're saying? No, he cut 17 pounds a whole camp, right? No, the one the one night. One night? The night before the weigh-in. Damn, that's pretty good, dude. And yeah. How did you feel the next day, my man? Like shit. <laughs> I did 23 and I had to wrestle that day. I did I did it for wrestling. I cut 23 pounds. I had to wrestle in the tournament. That was the worst first match I ever had. Oh, man. <laughs> I thought I was gonna die like twice. Yeah, yeah, I know, man. A lot of people kill themselves cutting weight. I'm like, Pfft. I didn't even know the score when I won. I didn't even know I won. I thought I lost. I was so confused. I didn't know what was going on, dude. I- <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right man i thank you for coming on we really appreciate your time we'll you got any uh any plugs i got any what any plugs you want to shout out like stuff you're trying to sell or sponsors or anything like that oh thanks man um i got some stuff coming up but uh yeah if you want to check out the giant slayer gear uh it's on rangerup.com it's a veteran owned company they got some badass gear and and apparel uh but my my brand the giant slayer is uh is on ranger up and you can get 10 percent off by just plugging in my name um thank you for the plug opportunity my friend sorry no. i kind of- yeah we always do this you know it's uh you know when they give you guys uh you know a little plug you know for you can say what you gotta say i know you got stuff to you know stuff to sell or yeah we're always trying to sell our stuff so we don't mind plugging your stuff too make sure you make sure you send a link to ray and i'll actually when i post this podcast i'll put it in a link of the description so then we you can they can click right on it and go right to it from the description so if you're listening to this make sure you like and subscribe and then click down and go buy something from the giant slayer Hell yeah! Thank you so much. There. All right, man. <laughs> Thank you so much for your time. We appreciate it. We appreciate all the shit talking about Gordon Ryan. Someday we'll get him on here. Maybe we can get you both on here, and you guys can talk some shit to each other, and we'll set something up for you. Yeah, that sounds fantastic, we, my friend. Any th- any added pressure on that guy would be fantastic. <laughs> I'm, I, I got him as a friend on Facebook, so I'll definitely tag him. To be honest, I actually yeah. have his I have his DVD set though, and I have Danaher's DVD oh, set too. So. That's messed up. <laughs> that's messed up. It's all good, man. Hey, at the end of the day, all I want to do is compete with the guy, and uh, I'm not interested in, in talking the trash anymore online. I really just want to get on the mat and go, yeah, yeah. <laughs> get some sound effect. That you can take and use that because exactly what would happen. <laughs> awesome. You got to get some Catch Wrestling DVDs and I'll buy those too. <laughs> We're, uh, that, that could be very possible here in the near future. You got, a, you got a few uh, YouTube videos, I believe. I, I know you posted it on Facebook. It was a nice video of a, of a takedown. So. Yeah. Yes. Yep. It's a weird thing because I don't like it's. Uh, do I want to share what's 
what's working for me and successful right now, right now. So, you know, people can watch that and kind of get their, do their homework. It's, it's a weird, it's a weird thing. Don't do it for free. Charge a hundred for it. A hundred dollars a DVD. <laughs> Back in the early 90s, they sell videos. Danaher's like 250 <laughs> no, 100 <laughs> So cheap. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure it is. That guy. He's a favorite, dude. He's like a professor. I love listening to him talk. It's so monotone. Yeah, it's perfect. Yeah, he's well-respected, man, which is why I'm just shocked that uh, – that he lets Gordon and, and, and Gary act like, you know, absolute fools sometimes. He just seems like a very Miyagi <laughs> type of guy, but who knows? He could be a big John LaRusso behind the scenes. <laughs> really, Mr. Miyagi was a bad guy if you watch YouTube. So Mr. Miyagi's a bad guy. <laughs> I know, I love it. I love it. All Thank right, man. Really Thank you guys so much yeah. for having me. It was a blast talking to you. Thanks, man. Have a great one. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. Yeah, we yeah. had him on here. The dog didn't even fuck it up. I had a right in the middle of the podcast when he was talking about wrestling. The one part I really, really, really want to hear about, I didn't move the dog because he's like about to pull the plug out on the uh, the whole podcast thing. Everything almost went down for a second. Yeah, you, you came in. Your dog's a troublemaker. <laughs> <laughs> he is. Sometimes he comes in here and he just poops right in the middle of our podcast. He's sick of us. Yeah. He's as shitty as our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> he hate us. Yeah. Well, he talked. He really wants to uh, compete against Gordon Ryan. Yeah, let's tag um, Ryan in here, and um, I would like to see them go at it. What yeah. What would be the rule set? We uh, should have asked. Ah, oh, damn! Could have asked him about the rule set he likes. He was talking that he would do the, the ADCC rule set. That's what he said in all the shit talk. Oh, okay. So, okay. Like, I mean, they talk about this for a while. Okay, so that rule, they, they, they must have a go a good uh, rule set there. Then. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't know. It's weird. Uh, Emil said he doesn't really want to defend his title against anyone, though. Oh, uh, oh. We should get them two on together, too. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Tag Emil in this, too. <laughs> Start some shit. <laughs> Him and Sean. Have, a, have, a, have a, uh, a super match. Yeah, they're all like catch wrestling guys, though. I don't know. It's weird. No, um, uh, I think it's BJJ. Emil, he trains with... Uh, yeah, he do cats. Doctor, he do. He yeah. trained both. He trains both. Yeah, he's definitely into everything, man. It's all grappling, dude. Yeah, at but, the end of the day. But the end of the day is takedown versus butt scoops or uh, pulling guard. I don't know the high level jujitsu guys try and get takedowns too. Takedowns are really becoming mainstream in no gi at least. You know what, caveman? When you was training in no gi. That one match you had, you had a beautiful takedown. That I was fucking recording the damn thing. <laughs> and then I lost. I, I fucking messed up. <laughs> lost that shit. It was a beautiful takedown. What was that at? Uh, um, Grappling industry. Oh, man. You had that beautiful takedown. Yeah. I like yeah. to take people down. Yeah. K-Man got some great takedowns. <laughs> Jacobs will be happy for you. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can't believe Russell Rashad. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. And not wrestle with Rashad, but like but, works with Rashad. Yep. That's cool. Yep. Train with his uh, godson. Yeah. Yep. I almost name dropped Rashad, but I didn't. I didn't feel like it. <laughs> I was like, I wrestled with Rashad too. Did you? Yeah. And trip. Well, not really. He was wrestling. I was just hanging out and training in the room. But like, I was there when he was wrestling and trip before I went to Michigan State. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. So that was cool. That was a good interview. Yeah. I uh, I think you should do Abu Dhabi though. Oh man, K man. 
I was trying to push him like he should do it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna. I was on UFC Fight Pass the other night. Yeah. And I seen the they had a. I didn't watch it, but I'll probably go watch it tonight. Mark Kerr versus Josh Barnett. Yeah. I, yep. That was good. I'm I can't believe they squashed your beef too, Josh Barnett. I actually thought that was fake too. I'm glad we actually talked to him about that. That was. Yeah, I had I mean, a question about I, that. I mean, you know, some people have don't yeah. like you know, got beef and then they squash it. You know. You, I thought you were going to ask that question, too. I was like, I pointed right at you. Like, we're not, uh, this is not a video, so it's just audio. And I pointed at Ray. I'm like, go for it. And Ray didn't ask the question. I thought it was another, another whole other question. No. I, 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 didn't, I, didn't I know set that. you up for it because I wanted and, you to be the bad guy. But, so I could be the good guy. I'm supposed to be the good guy. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'll, all right, I'll ask it. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. That was good. Hopefully he comes back on. That's another good guest. Thank you for getting him, man. I appreciate that. Oh, no problem. Yeah, he did really good. This is a lot better than Ken Shamrock when he boned us. <laughs> Fuck Ken Shamrock. <laughs> right. I'm so mad about that. I took two days off of work to get Ken Shamrock on. We didn't get him. Yeah. Poor, poor uh, caveman. Yeah. It's all your fault. Yeah, You're the worst producer ever. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, caveman, I'm at work and caveman got called off to go to, <laughs> try to get the podcast going and uh, Damn. Poor K, man. Yeah. You got the music to get us out of here, Ray? I was just stalling. I want to make sure you're not texting your other girlfriends. Oh, I'll oh. take that part out. Okay. No, I won't really, but. <laughs> hey, K, you're so fucking mean. Yeah, your girl's not going to listen to it. My girl doesn't even Wait, listen to these. Uh, you going to talk into your phone again? I got to get the music. Hold up. Oh, man. You see, when, when Lord willing make us a song. We'll have it queued up and ready to go. I'll have it. Yeah. I'll burn that DVD and I'll play it all day long. <laughs> all right. Uh, this is probably going to be a different song, but who cares? As long as, <laughs> as, long, as, long as it's. <laughs> as long as. No, I think this is the same one, though. Where they go, watch my commercials go pop up. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Is it, this is it? Yep. All right, fight fans, we coming from the Caveman Studios. Caveman Corner, we are out of here. From Buffalo, New York. That, don't need to know that. From Buffalo, New York, we are out of here. <laughs> from Las Vegas, not just mine. <laughs> Peace. <laughs> you guys. <laughs> Came and was into it. I do. I like this music. <laughs> oh, shit. Sorry if I got in trouble with Sade again. <laughs> yeah. She ain't gonna listen. So what? <laughs> oh man. So uh. Yeah, I'm not gonna say nothing because you got a recording. <laughs> you ain't gonna get me, man. I'll get you sooner or later again. You'll forget. I'm too smart. <laughs> Three, two. What? Let's go! Well, hold up. It's, um, it's an ad, of course. <laughs> Let me. Uh, I'll wait. edit that part out. Well, I, we're already that. recording. So once it starts, we'll go into it. That's another ad. <laughs> For dicks. <laughs> Jesus.